0: This is Wildcat Dojo Conversations.
1: Hi, and welcome to another Gladiator episode. Right. This one is about the weapons. And of course, we suggest you go back and listen to the first one if you missed it. Exactly. Did you guys know
2: that we got some listener mail saying that that was a really good one? No, but that's pretty awesome. I know. I was really pleased. Thanks to all of you who got in touch. Okay. Okay. Now to the introductions. I'm Sensei Michelle.
0: I'm Sensei Jackie. And I'm Sensei J.
2: Thanks for being here, Sensei Jay. You really are becoming a regular.
0: It's my pleasure.
2: And the bad news today? No Landon. Wah, wah, wah. He's such a busy guy with end-of-year tests, meetings, and his various clubs. I don't remember being that busy when I was 14. Me either. But I do remember being in love. Ah, the emotional part of the teen years. Yuck.
0: I remember wanting to be 16. It took 20 years to get 16 so I could drive a car. (laughs) So we
2: could drive a car. (laughs) that's it. We could not wait back then in those days. All right, we have to get going or else it'll be like other episodes where we just got off track a thousand times. Us. When we did the gladiator episode, we mentioned that we might look at some of the weapons and we did
0: do that. Us. It's a coincidence that I was here for the gladiator episode, and now I'm here for this one.
2: And you know what? It really is a coincidence, because I didn't plan it this way. It just worked out. So isn't that wonderful? Yes, it is. But here's a little weird fact. When we started doing all this research, we found that most of the information available about the weapons of the Romans was about the soldiers and not the gladiators.
1: I do think that's really weird, but as usual, we'll just merge the two subjects. See what happens. Exactly. Okay, we're going to start in our
2: usual way with some random facts in no particular order. Who's got this one?
1: I think I do. I think I'll pick up where we left off in the first episode. All right. Remember we said that a historian was wondering why they'd wear 40 pounds of armor and fight with a 12 to 14 inch blade? Yes. Well, here's what I found out about the blade. It's called a gladius. And there are plenty of replicas for sale online.
2: Us. can I interrupt here real quick and say, I also Googled the Gladius. And the first thing that came up was a video game by the same name. So, of course, if you're out there and you play this game, we need to know something about it, don't we, guys? Yes, yes we certainly do. And as usual, get in touch using Wildcat Dojo. It's all over the web, except we're not on TikTok yet. Maybe someday when it's out of vogue, we'll probably do it. Definitely.
1: <laughs> I was just wondering what we would do on TikTok. <laughs> I wonder what we do normally. <laughs> <laughs> but back to
2: communication. If you add .com, you're on our webpage. If you type in Wildcat Dojo Conversations, you get Instagram. And you can go old school and write me at Conversations at AOL.com.
1: You know, this is one of the many times we miss Landon, and we do hope you're having fun, Landon. We always miss
2: Landon, and he's going to be so busy this summer. He'll be out a lot, so you guys are going to have to buckle up and just put up with us. Even you like it better when Landon's here, right, Sensei Jay?
0: Oh, of course.
2: (laughs) That was a little too honest.
0: (laughs) But continuing on with the weapon, we had a few sources of information. One was, of course, Wikipedia. Hello, old friend. (laughs) It said the gladius was known as a short sword. The name is from the Latin word for sword, and it was the blade of the Roman foot soldiers as well as the gladiators.
1: I like that. And I also read that the gladius is based on a Greek sword of similar size and shape. It came in different styles. For example, the Gladius Hispaniensis, or Hispanic, and the Pompeii Gladius. They began being used around 1 CE, and they were replaced by the Sparta in the 3rd century CE. The Gladius weighed from 1 to 2 pounds, and it was between 2 and 3 feet long, with a blade length of 18 to 27 inches, and a blade width of approximately 2 inches. It was pointed, double-edged. And had a wooden or bronze hilt. Huh.
2: Pretty recently, Sensei Jay, we've been watching more and more of Forged in Fire.
0: Yes. Because
2: it comes on one of our channels. We're cord cutters, folks. So now I am actually more aware of blade length and handle length or hilt length. It's very interesting, that dynamic, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. And the balance, aside from what it takes to build a weapon.
2: But get us back on track, okay, Sensei Jay? (laughs)
0: Yes, I have one more quick note, even though it's about soldiers, not gladiators.
2: Oh, that's cool.
0: The article said that a fully armed Roman soldier carried a shield, one or two javelins, the gladius and often a dagger.
2: Okay, that is a great segue to the sc- scutum, how would you say it? Scutum. I know. It sounds like a dirty word, doesn't it? I mean, I'm going to leave this on the air because it does sound like a dirty word, right? Especially the first time I read it, I went, what? But it's a shield. It's the Roman shield. And this whole thing came from ThoughtCo.com, which is a really um, reliable source. And even though I was searching for gladiator weapons, all this information is also about the shield of the Roman soldiers. Information is so cool. That's true. The interesting thing about these particular shields is that they were about the size of the man's torso, and they were rounded, kind of like half of a barrel.
0: Right. And here's the cool part. Even though some listeners might already know, the Romans became well known for their ability to create an impenetrable wall with those shields. And they took down a lot of armies and took a lot of land by using what was called the testudo or tortoise formation.
2: Nice, right? I had heard of that before. Had you?
1: I had heard of it, and and the visual is so true. When yeah, you think they were about like
2: the- a wall, and you, they would arrow down mm-hmm. on them, and it would just hit
0: their shields. Maybe not the Romans, but it, it may have been that one conquering people went to conquer another group of people, and they could not penetrate their defense, right, because of all the shields. Right. So they left in their ships, and they came back years later, and brought back. Hundreds of what we know as the Rottweiler dog yes, turned them loose, and these dogs went under and around the shields, and the opposing oh. army was able to defeat them.
2: So what you're saying is that's actually a historical event, but we don't really know if it, it relates to Romans or another time and place.
0: Another time and place.
2: Well, that is interesting. I, I'm going to have to look into that and see what that is. And that takes us to one of my favorite subjects, which we absolutely can't talk enough about, of uh, being strategic,
1: right? That's right. and a- Along with knowing when to retreat. And learning from your mistakes. Or the mistake. The mistake. I mean, you can't help it
2: if they have great shields. That's right. Correct? Right. Either way, we're going to try to put a picture of that scutum up on Twitter for you, so you can check it out there. And hey, maybe we'll put it up on Instagram, too. Because they've seen our picture a million times, the three of us. Not together, but they've seen this all. That's true. All right. That's a great idea. All right. On to the next weapon. Are you up
1: again, Sensei Jackie? Yes, I am. I'm ready. Uh, okay, Sensei. The next weapon is called Aretes, a weighted net is what it is. And it's coupled with a fascina, which is a three pronged trident. I love this visual, but it's so hard to get a good visual out of the water because those are, you'll tell us, water weapons, right? Right. This all came from a site called, which is, I love the site, eviltailors.com. It's how got much a, do you love that? It's got a <laughs> about it.
0: Is that the guy that makes my suits? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good one. The fighter was called a retorarius and was known to fight with the tools of a fisherman. That is so
2: awesome. Again, I'm having a hard time visualizing how well they transferred to land, but
0: I'm not sure not. they
2: did, right?
0: It may be a fun name, but it doesn't sound like an easy way to fight.
2: See, this is what I'm saying. Exactly.
0: They say he carried the two weapons above and also a dagger. Also, he didn't wear a lot of armor. This site says he didn't wear head armor or foot covering. He would use the net to capture his opponent and use the trident and the dagger to finish the job.
2: Yikes. You know what else? What? They didn't fight each other.
1: They fought other types of gladiators. That makes me have some some unbelievable visuals. Right. I I had read where they tried
2: to match the fighters up by the experience of the fighter and the size of the fighter, but different types of weapons. And that made it more interesting for the crowd.
0: Mm. That's something.
2: I think so. The, the whole thing of watching men duel to death, it, it, the subject line is creepy. Like, I get a creeped out feeling in my stomach talking about this. But if I don't imagine fighting to the death, I, I can tolerate it
1: a little bit better. Anyway, you're moving us on again, Sensei Jackie. I seem to be the moving band today, yes. You're the catalyst. I am the cattle, Or the cattle prod. Uh, <laughs> there was a cool article about the lesser known fighters and the weapons they used. Nice. Here's a couple. The Lacchiari, or lasso men, obviously fought with a lasso. Now see, that does interest me because
2: I wonder what they did after they lassoed them. Maybe they carried a small weapon with them,
1: like a dagger or a gladius. When we talked in the gladiator uh, episode, we talked about a lot of this was for show. You're right. And And in fact, there were all those amphitheaters around the Roman Empire. But it makes me wonder if This was one of those things that was like a show weapon. Oh, okay. I don't know. I really don't know. And I don't know who we're going to ask.
2: Well, that's a good question. But we'll move
1: on anyway. Where are we? We're at the Catervari. Wow. You got all the hard words since Jackie. I want to give a shout out to my Latin teacher in high school. (laughs) Because without her, I would never have made it through this episode.
0: This was Latin. I thought we were talking about dinosaurs with all these words.
1: (laughs) I thought we were talking Italian. Thank you to Sensei Jackie for having this together for us. Okay, so we're talking about the Katavari who battled in groups rather than one on one. Okay, now see, that's a whole
2: nother thing. We've built group bunkai before, haven't we guys? Yes. We've all done it. Sure. Where there's anywhere from four to eight people and you kind of go in and out of fighting partners. But I'm trying to get a visual on how this was.
1: Well, maybe they had leagues. Almost like rugby leagues or football leagues, and but they were the Katavari leagues.
2: Ah, good one. All right, Sensei J. please add one more.
0: There are ones called Cestus. They fought with their fist wrapped in leather with studded spikes.
2: That must have been so up close and personal. And I, I hope against hope that they wore a lot of armor, don't you?
1: Oh, and face something to cover their faces. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and just the, the thought of it is uh, awful. Yeah, I'm uncomfortable.
0: And I've got one more. No, B- stop! Not <laughs> one more. Yes, I do. It's very creepy or weird. You, you'll come up with your own if you like, please. It was called the Anadipatai, who allegedly wore helmets. Wait for this. That didn't have any eye holes.
1: Okay. I don't understand that at all, Sensei Jay. <laughs>
0: well, it was hit or miss.
2: I mean, everything we're going to say about this is going to make us laugh. And I don't mean to be disrespectful to history, but I hope this is some sort of a not true thing. Because I think the person who didn't have eyes, if they were versing a person who could see, I mean, there's just no contest here, right?
0: I would think And if so. they
2: were versing each other, then it doesn't even make sense. They could be completely... In different parts of the arena
1: and not, and not know it.
0: It was a long fight.
1: <laughs> that does remind me of the kids in the swimming pool <laughs> playing Margot Polo.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I want that one to just not be true. But we did read it, so maybe it is there. And I'm going to try to get us out of that grossness, okay? Please. This special type of fighter, oh, and this one really is cool, was called the Equus because this fighter fought on horseback with a sword
1: or a spear and just a regular round medium-sized shield. I read about them, and I can add on. Okay. Well, from a site called Warriors and Legends, the name is from the Latin equites, which means horsemen. But they said that even though the battle started on horseback, the battle eventually ended with man-to-man fighting, and the crowds went nuts for it. Which leads me to believe it was still part of the show crowd. I see. I got the feeling from our last
2: episode on Gladiators that everything was for show. And if you go back and listen to our episode, you'll get that from the advertising and the amount of money that's put into the Gladiators and et cetera, et cetera, right? That's right. Okay. What what else about the horsemen?
1: Well, allegedly they had a long range
2: spear and a short knife for the close range fighting. So we did get a lot of information so far, which is kind of cool, right? Right. I think so. All right. We're going to finish up with something else that I think is very cool and kind of reminds me of Julius Caesar and Cleopatra's time because you see a lot of chariot racing in that old movie, don't you? In Ben-Hur. Ben-Hur. Oh,
0: Ben-Hur. oh, and
2: in Ben-Hur. Good one. Yeah. I had forgotten that one. So we're going to talk chariots.
1: Can we talk chariots? Yes, we should talk chariots. The chariot fighters were called Esidarius. And we got most of this information from a site called historyhit.com.
0: You know, these guys carried a shield and the leaf-shaped sword. But it turns out the chariot racing was more popular than chariot fights.
2: I want to drop back to the leaf-shaped sword for a minute. Please do. Because I I, I know what the shape of a leaf is, right? Right. So what I'm thinking is that they had the, the edges serrated, on the Ooh. outside edge of two sides, right, in big serrations, and it got wider so that in case they did penetrate, it would come out kind of like a fish hook and just really do damage. Is that what you're visualizing when they say leaf shape? It
0: was very hard for it to come out.
2: See, I really couldn't get a picture. I did. You guys look for pictures of that one? I, I did not see a picture of it. I could not get a picture of that one to come up. If we find it, we'll post it somewhere. But I couldn't find it. And if you've got a picture out there and you know more about it, please inform us, us
1: right because a lot of you out there are weapons specialists and especially in, in uh weapons of europe yes which we have not studied much at all correct
2: okay sensei J, take chariot racing home for me
0: even though chariot racing wasn't built as a death sport lots of people died doing it because it was crazy dangerous like i-95 at rush hour
2: I think you're right. <laughs> what a great visual. And you know what? It is where the tires hit each other, which does happen on I 95. Is one of, now I'm not going to say it's one of the leading causes of crashes, but it is one of the things that happens, oh, oh, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. All
2: right. I have one more fact and it didn't fit anywhere, but when I ran across it, I really wanted to add it on. So I'm going to put it here as our last fact. Are you ready? Ready. I read on one site, that the Coliseum had a canvas covering to protect the spectators from the weather. And I thought
1: that was such an ingenious modern thing for the time. It is, and it's probably where those movable roofs of today's stadium got their idea. Wow, that is interesting, but I don't know. But don't you think
2: that for that time, that is just an incredible um, invention?
0: Yeah, and, and from a different perspective, I'm wondering how did they support that?
2: Right. They
1: had to have some sort of columns, but Rome, Romans were big on columns. Romans and the Greeks. And the, the concept of like a circus tent where, you know, they have that center column going up. I wonder if they used something on that regard. Us. All right. So even
2: though this one was jam-packed with a lot of really, really amazing, if horrific facts, I couldn't figure out a way to wind this one down comfortably. So I figured we might mention If we came across one of the weapons that we read about that we found interesting, or it would be our favorite, or we would like to fight with it, start me out, Sensei J, Could you think of anything?
0: I'm going to think of the one that we just talked about, the lance that was leaf-shaped. The leaf-shaped,
2: but you'd rather have it in a spear form than in a knife form. Yes. Yes. I'm agreeing to carry a lance, aren't you? Oh, sure.
0: Of course. Yeah especially if i have a helmet with no eyes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Nobody wants that one.
0: No. no.
1: Um without question my favorite's the chariot. Ah! I am enthralled by the concept of the chariot, the way that the, the horse knew what to do and um that there was some sort of a, a communication between the driver and and the chariot and the horse.
0: Here here's something that I read or saw. The chariots Usually had a driver mm-hmm. and behind him were one or two archers in the chariot.
1: Oh, so he would ah. drive
0: and the archers would, would fire. Their I arrows. wonder
2: if that was more for the war rather than the gladiating, but I'm not sure. Could be. Well, I'm going to finish this up by saying I thought about this a little bit. And the only thing that came to my mind was I really don't care which one it is, but could I have a lot of them? <laughs> like strap one to each leg and one to each shoulder and one in my hand so I could be covered just in
1: case?
0: I'm there and throwing
1: some armor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know what? The, these weapons were not lightweight. No, no so not your, at all. So your uh, forward motion was obviously impeded by, you know, trying to pick up your leg. I think this is a fascinating part of history. That yes, this yes.
2: It reminds me a little bit of our Poison episode because it's simultaneously really interesting and terribly grotesque.
0: But you know what? I I think it mirrors the brutal way life was then. And to me, going back in time, this wasn't a lot different than Buffalo Bill bringing the Wild West show to Ah. people to watch. So...
2: I can see that comparison, although let's just say that Buffalo Bills shows, we never did an episode on it. So this is just anecdotal from what I've seen and read in daily life. They didn't do fights to the death. They didn't put anybody in harm's way, but it was just taking something that people don't know and bringing it out to something that they do know.
1: Yes. But what I was thinking of with all of these sports uh, is that first where the word blood sport came. Mm-hmm. Whether in whatever language, and secondly, most of these sports bring out the uh, the visceral part of the human. Okay. And if their lives were difficult to begin with, this was a way to get away from daily life, and then just bring out whatever feelings you had inside you, and transfer them to the the athlete, the gladiator of the time. Okay, so you're hearkening back to the actual gladiators and saying this is what
2: you're thinking, why it was so popular. The average age of people dying there was probably between 20 and 30.
1: Whatever it was, I I don't know, but I do know that it was not easy. And death was imminent all the time. Yes.
2: Usually when we close out these episodes, we really like to do something a little lighter, right? A little more laughter-filled. So I'm going to pause, and I'm going to try to see if we can find a joke about gladiators. What do you think? That's a great idea. Jace hemming and Hine, because he's heard many, many, many of my jokes. All right, Sensei Jackie,
1: we looked, and you got the winning joke. I'm ready. Okay, what happened to the two gladiator olives? What? They were pitted against each other. (laughs) It's cute. (laughs) And on that note, we're going to do our
2: ad, okay, Sensei Jackie? Well, what, Honor Athletics, of course. What is not disgusting is the question to that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Reach them at 770-945-5150 or honor-athletics.com or
1: scroll down
2: and click her
1: link. Don't forget to mention Wildcat Dojo when you check out for your 10% discount. And thank you. We
2: hope you enjoyed our episode. We sure had fun here. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. <laughs> and you'll get a lot of this in the blooper reel. <laughs> Sadly. Yes. May come out in June. I haven't decided yet. June or July. It's coming. Ooh. So let's say goodnight.
0: Good night and please take care of yourselves.
2: Bye, everybody. Okay, guys. On that note, I'm signing out.
0: Thanks for being here. Hope you join us again next week on Wildcat Dojo Conversations.